Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jenna O'Neill Smith. And this is a podcast about all the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode... 113. 113. <laughs> 113.5. Yes, 113.5. We're doing another Oops All Quickies episode for Oops you. Oops All Quickies. Yeah, because – You guys like them. We like them. It's going to be a holiday. We figured yeah. why not. Come just on, a fun quickie episode. more fun. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. 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 Um, so how's your week going so far? Uh, Good, good. Um, uh, I've you been said dying you wanted to, to tell, tell you a I know. story. <laughs> I was like, like I've been trying story. <laughs> to not tell you this all week or get you involved because I'm like, no, I have to talk about this on the podcast. Save it for the pod. Yeah. Okay. So. I make Jen not talk to me all week so that we have yeah. banter. <laughs> we need content. Content. Um, okay. So I normally – don't go on Nextdoor app unless I'm being accused of stealing packages. <laughs> I don't know if you all remember when my Nextdoor neighbor, who had been getting my packages three times that week, forgot that I lived next door to him and he kept getting my packages three times earlier that week. And when I went by to grab a package, decided that was the day to record me on his ring cam. <laughs> in and your PJs. In my PJs <laughs> at 7 a.m. And blast off to the neighborhood. Um, have you seen this woman? But let's Porch let's pirating. Like, let's once again highlight that he called you thin and in your 30s. So- he did. <laughs> so all was forgiven immediately. But – um, that, so that was pretty much the again. I never go on next door, and I wouldn't have except for when my friend Kristen texted me the video of myself. Right? <laughs> You're like, well, if I mean, if they're going to be featuring me <laughs> of my wanted poster, yes. So uh, that's the only time. So I haven't gone on next door, but. One of my good friends, and um, normally I would totally shout out my friends, but I just want to protect her privacy uh, during this time, <laughs> told me about um, this drama that is going on in our neighborhood. And so I don't want to tell you what neighborhood I live in. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to use – because, number one, don't murder me. And um, <laughs> I <already> also – I'm <laughs> not going to tell you the name, the actual names of these people because, like, I just want to protect them during this time, <laughs> during their time of need. So apparently – I didn't know because my yard um, is it's not so we're in the same neighborhood. We're in the same neighborhood, but um, I, I guess my street would be considered less desirable than this one street. Your that, street would be okay. Then a street that this uh, yeah. person normally walks on or something. Okay. But apparently, this street in my neighborhood for like the last what I'm told is like ten years, ten years. They've had an ongoing issue with someone who in the middle of the night will like cut back their lawn or their like landscaping or like sometimes rip it out of the ground. And they've 
like what? and they haven't been able to figure out who it was and it was like this this like neighborhood legend that they were calling him the night clipper <laughs> The night clipper. And my friend has had this happen to her as well. And so she was like telling me that it was um, just like this crazy thing that the neighbors all talk about. Nobody could figure out who is doing this. Um, they just wake up in the morning and like there's clippings everywhere and <laughs> or like dirt or whatever on the sidewalk. And so someone – it was bound to happen because of technology. Yeah. I was going to say, who caught him with the ring cam? It was a ring cam. <laughs> set up a sting. So someone set up a ring cam and caught this person on tape and posted it. And it was a man walking with his small dog, walking like furiously, like with a fever, like a fever walk, like angry. You know what I mean? Like an angry walk while he was ripping handfuls of stuff out of the ground along her sidewalk. Oh, okay. Who is it? So, okay. So it's got to be an old man, an old guy. Crazy no, old guy. it's not. Crazy old lady? It's like a, it's like a, like I would say like thir- 30s to 40s professional man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean cut looking, walking with a little dog. And so she posted it on next door and apparently got deleted a couple of times. Um, but she, but it finally stayed. And of course the comments like went wild, but it, the, it was like, do you know who this person is or whatever? Yeah. And so um, apparently I'm not going to give away it a lot, but People identified this person. He lives in the neighborhood. He has a very good job. (laughs) (laughs) And so they called him out for it. And a lot of people were – well, it was like kind of back and forth. Like some people were on there like, you know, maybe if you would cut your lawn back. (laughs) And then some people were like, it's a beautiful English cottage garden. That's the – Trends, you know, like yeah. that's the style of it. It's supposed to be a little over. It was just like the back and forth and the comments on these pages was just like riveting. And then, um, and then a couple of days later, this person, again, I'm not gonna say her name, posted this letter that showed up in her mailbox. <gasps> yes. It says, Dear blank, this person. Uh-huh. <laughs> If you kept your lantana from encroaching into the sidewalk where it scratches my legs and ankles and gets me wet from rain and dew, then I would not have to be such a vandal. I, comma, should be able to walk down the sidewalk. Yes, even your sidewalk. And that's <laughs> capitalized, bold, and italicized. Your oh. sidewalk. Wow. With- Without being accosted by your wonderful, in quotations, garden. (laughs) You think that I'm so evil, question mark? I guess that I was naive to think that you might take a hint. Everything in life depends on your perspective. And from my point of view, it is you who is the inconsiderate neighbor. Signed, nobody. Um, That's amazing. And then the envelope that it was in... The return address says First World, (gasps) 123 Oak Lane, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not going to tell you the zip because it'll give away the neighborhood. But 
I'm blown away by this letter because it's like first world. Are you saying that she's talking like she has first world problems? Because I'm pretty sure you just wrote a letter complaining about the morning dew, getting your (laughs) ankle wet. About having to swerve a teeny tiny bit outside of somebody's land that they own. That is nuts. I can just say that I have never, ever, ever, and you know me, I walk an hour a day. In the same neighborhood, yeah. I walk around every single day with my dog, and I've never, ever thought to myself, like, if, like, been bothered by someone else's landscaping. You I know mean, what I mean? Can, never. Yes. Can you imagine what this per like, what else is this person, like, if this is, if this so incenses them? Yeah, what else is going on in their life? Like, can you imagine if somebody cuts them off in traffic? Yeah, like I totally thought when I saw the um, next door drama, I thought in the video, I thought that like, oh gosh, I bet that someone's going to be like, that's my brother, and he has a you know some kind of a mental issue or something right. like that. Right. Or, but like, what a what a way to be. What a way to be like. You think I'm the inconsiderate one? Maybe. Like he's really doubling down. The night clipper is really doubling down. <laughs> the night clipper is the best name ever. Oh my god. <laughs> I just when, I had no idea. I was living in a neighborhood where a night clipper was on the loose. I had no idea. <laughs> you better Cut back your lawn, Jen. I better, man. <laughs> God forbid, like a blade of grass, you know, transfers more dew well, onto someone's ankle. You live in a nice neighborhood, but it's not like one of those like schmancy HOA no- neighborhoods, right? It's in the no. city. Like it's they're yeah. like you know they're like small houses, like on. I mean, they're just regular well, houses. Street, I will say this street has very nice houses. Like these yeah, are – Yeah. My well, street is not that street, but there's I like the yeah. the street that this occurred on. Well, these either are the way. million dollar homes. Yeah, but it it's still like, doesn't matter. You don't get to tell someone else what to do with their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I know. I just like – I really wanted to tell you all week long, but I was like, no, because I need like – I need – to tell you on the podcast and I asked my friend I was like can I please tell this story on the podcast she's like oh my god yeah I wonder if I could get in trouble for talking about this could I no okay it was like on a public site you didn't say any names right right yeah no identifying features except for this guy's a dick yeah (laughs) true um Um, I was gonna tell you I was I mean this is like such a great next door story I was just gonna see if you saw the post about the hammerhead worms (laughs) <laughs> no like, horrifying <laughs> that I saw next door. I was oh my god, what's that movie? Um, oh my god, I used to watch it all the time. This is like the movie Tremors. Oh yes, we're <gasps> <gasps> oh. at the beginning of Tremors. Oh my god, I can't. There's too much happening in the world right now. I can't deal with killer giant Tremors. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, just something to have nightmares Night about. Clippers, worms. <laughs> what is the city coming to? I'm moving. <laughs> oh man, that's so great. I love, I love a next door drama. Oh, um, me too, man. All right, let's get into our quickies. Okay. Hey Jen. Hey Sally. 
Okay, you know how we love to do love stories about people who fall in love with weird things? Like, yes. Like the car guy. Like planes. <laughs> yeah, an airplane lady. Pizza. <laughs> the ghost lady. A blanket. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, my story is not quite as lighthearted, but it is about a woman whose love of all things bunnies <laughs> landed her in jail not once, <gasps> but twice. <gasps> Have you heard of this? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. So this all started back in 2007 in Hillsboro, Oregon, when a 44-year-old woman named Miriam Sakowitz approached a neighbor about helping her install security cameras in her living room. When the neighbor asked her why, she said she needed them because someone was coming inside and killing her rabbits. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this wasn't the first time that people noticed something strange about Miriam's house. Um, one neighbor said when the wind was right, it smelled like a, a county fair. And then another neighbor who like Miriam – Like horse poop county fair or like cotton candy and funnel cakes county fair? I think I'm guessing like – animal poop. Oh, uh, another neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, does it smell like <laughs> dreams and young love? <laughs> or puke on a Gravitron? <laughs> you can really go either way. Another neighbor who had gone into Miriam's home said you could open up a bottle of ammonia and it would smell fresher, cleaner. Ugh. So there was all of this weirdness all these animal smells. Um, eventually, people started seeing like rabbits hopping out of her house. And then one person saw, like, found a dead rabbit mm -hmm. on their lawn. And so people were like calling animal control and calling police. And so police finally got a warrant to search Miriam's home and they found 158 rabbits in oh her house. Oh my God. And they also found, and this is where it gets really sad, 88 dead rabbits in her oh basement freezers. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. So police thought – they didn't think that she had killed them on purpose, but they yeah, thought like that – they had, they like, don't died. Them yeah. To leave. yeah. Yeah. They, like, died of neglect, and instead of disposing of them, she put them in the freezer. So – all of the rabbits were seized from Miriam's home, and she was charged with 92 counts of first-degree animal neglect and 165 counts of second-degree animal neglect. And so for months, more than – so they started out at 158, but then because of uh, – <laughs> because rabbits be rabbiting, there were then more than 200 rabbits who were seized and kept under lock and key in an undisclosed location, and they became evidence in – what people said was one of Oregon's largest animal neglect cases. Oh, so my God. So the rabbits were, like, tended to by volunteers. They were fed. They were cushioned with hay. Um, and then apparently they didn't – at first they didn't separate them, and there was this unexpected time of mating. <laughs> so then they were separated by sex. And police said they were living with comforts they'd never had. And then one night somebody cut the chain link fence – and a, pried open a steel door and stole 130 of the bunnies from this undisclosed safe house. Oh, my God. Police, of course, quickly zeroed in Discovered. on their suspect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was your girl, Miriam. And so uh, the Hillsbury Police Lieutenant Michael Ruchus said, I'm sitting in church on Sunday and I get a call that the rabbits have been stolen. It took 20 minutes to convince me this case just keeps getting crazier and crazier. 
So apparently two days before someone stole the bunnies, Miriam had been asking this police officer if he would return 75 of her favorite bunnies. Can you imagine having 75 favorite bunnies? Favorite? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Do they each have names? I I mean, they must if she knew the different. He said she was very respectful, but had a desperation that I need my rabbits. And then the weekend after the rabbits went missing from the safe house, a worried motel clerk in uh, Chehalis, Washington, called the police. Apparently, Miriam had rented a moving truck, stolen the rabbits, and driven to Washington State. She then checked into a motel and had gone to the clerk and asked for a ride somewhere. And during the drive, apparently Miriam had spoken so obsessively about rabbits that the clerk was like, there's something weird about this lady. So the clerk actually searched her name on Google and then found all of these online stories about her criminal case and how she had been hoarding all these rabbits. And he was like, um, this seems weird. So he called the police. Police put Miriam under surveillance and they spotted her loading up on rabbit food and driving to a horse farm. And at 3.30 p.m., they stopped her. And in her car, they found nine live rabbits, one dead one, oh. and randomly a goldfish in a fishbowl. The alive other Alive or dead? I doesn't say. I'm going to guess alive. I'm going to guess alive. I'm going to say alive for the sake of the story. So the other missing rabbits, the other 132 missing rabbits that she uh, liberated from the safe house were recovered at a nearby horse farm where police said that Miriam stashed them after stealing them from the safe house. So she ended up being extradited back (gasps) to Oregon and faced burglary and evidence tampering charges. The bunnies were returned to the Hillsborough police who got very upset because while the bunnies had been gone, they were all together and it turned out some of the rabbits had gotten pregnant. So now they have like 250 oh rabbits God. to take care of. And the police were like, we just want to get out of the bunny business. <laughs> like we do not <laughs> want to be taking care of all these fucking bunnies because they couldn't adopt them out because yeah. they were evidence. And <laughs> oh my God. And apparently her attorney just kept fighting the adoptions because they kept, they were like, well, we might get them back. So although Miriam claims that she was taking good care of the a- animals and she would have liked to have fought the charges at trial, she also was running out of money to for legal fees. So in April 2007, she ended up pleading no contest to the animal neglect and burglary charges, and all of the monies were adopted by bunny advocates. And she was given a fine of $19,000 that like covered the vet's fees and all of the volunteers that took care of the bunnies and she was placed on probation and part of her probation she was ordered not to pode- not to possess domestic animals for 5 years she also had to get mental health treatment and allow a probation officer to come into her home to check on her compliance yeah so at the time that she was given this sentence, she said she didn't know how she was going to be able to get along without the bunnies. She said, not having rabbits for five years really goes against my grain. And apparently it was an issue because by July of that year, just a couple months after she was sentenced, she was found once again to have <gasps> rabbits in her home. So apparently a neighbor- they were probably just slipped through the cracks. Right? And then multiplied. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, I can't help it if rabbits just get in my house, right? (laughs) Like, I didn't ask them in. (laughs) Um, 
so a neighbor took photos and videos of like from across the backyard. So at a hearing on her probation violation, her probation officer said that she had suspected that there was a rabbit there, that because Miriam had repeatedly count canceled counseling sessions and didn't open the door for her unannounced visits. The officer said that when she finally did get inside, though, she didn't find any rabbits, but she did find a half-empty 10-pound bag of carrots on the floor. (laughs) And Miriam was like, yeah, there was a rabbit here, but it was my friend's rabbit. Oh, my God. (laughs) So she was ordered to spend three days in jail, and the judge added the stipulation. She's got, like, two bunnies stuffed in her cheek. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, why, is it, why are your pockets wiggling, Miriam? <laughs> I'm just pregnant. <laughs> no rabbits in here. So the judge added the stipulation that she was not, like, not only could she not have any bunnies, but she was not allowed to come within 100 yards of any rabbit for the oh next five God. years. So all was quiet until two years later. Police arrested Miriam on June 16, 2009, after she called a maintenance worker to the hotel room where she was living in this Portland suburb called Tiggard to fix a broken television set. And the worker got there and saw and it says they saw and smelled over a dozen rabbits in a hotel room, some oh of them hopping God. around free. So the maintenance worker called police and she went back to court for violating her probation again. And this time was actually sentenced to 90 days in county jail. And a Washington County probation officer said that Miriam had undergone a court ordered mental evaluation, but that no treatment was recommended. So that was the last I could find on this case. I apparently she did not get arrested again for having bunnies, but I did find a link to her on LinkedIn. So it looks like maybe she has a job. I kind of feel like maybe if what if they just like let her have one bunny, you know, instead of like going no bunnies. Like, but do you think she can have one bunny? Maybe, maybe just one (laughs) bunny that can't reproduce. Give her a shot. Just let her try it. (laughs) Just one bunny. I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's a. Crazy cookie. You're the lady who loves some bunnies. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a um, lot. I mean, it, it's hard to get mad at her because she loves him so much. It is hard you know to get I mean? mad at I know, I know. It's like, give her, just give her a bunny. Just give her a bunny. She just wants a bunny. I mean, it would be, you would be like, okay, that's her choice if there weren't a hundred bunnies frozen. I in know, basement. I know. It's not good <laughs> for the bunnies. That's not the like. She's like Elmira, Elvira. Omira from uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Nope. Remember the cartoon of the little girl that like loved animals so much, especially bunnies. Oh yes, I just I want to love them and squeeze them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yes, I do. (laughs) See, you do remember. I do know. I do know. (laughs) All right. So my quickie this week is from. An article for KMOV.com, and it's written by Meredith Digital Staff. Have you heard of her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was destined to be a content writer. (laughs) (laughs) It just says Meredith and then Digital Staff. I don't don't know. Um, So. um, (laughs) Sorry, it just made me think of. 
Uh, <laughs> Bob Dean. Bob Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Babadine. <laughs> what was it again? It was actually supposed to be what? I think it was like it was like Bob Dean, and then they was like B <laughs> Dean his email address. Babadine <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, we're idiot. Uh, I'm idiot. I'm it. Uh, no. Sally's not. Just me. Um, I'm right there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we've all heard about Jumbotron proposals and displays of affections, whether it be the kiss cam or the whatever, but mostly like proposals. Yeah. This last week at Canal Park at the um, Akron Rubber Ducks game in Ohio. Okay. uh, (laughs) (laughs) People were- my favorite. Were stunned. Um, so the the way that their um, jumbotron works is you can actually pay just five dollars. It only costs five dollars to have a, a message displayed on the scoreboard. Oh my god! Why would you not? Exactly. <laughs> oh my like god! I was asking for like pranks. <laughs> I would put all my money into <laughs> stupid displays. We we used to live for that shit when we were younger. Like I remember we would eat at Fuddruckers just because like. You'd give them your name and then they would have to call it out. <laughs> and we'd all have ridiculous names that uh-huh. like Cochise McStew and Fatty McWhatever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and nobody even laughed a little except for us. We were dying, which reminds me I have to tell you guys something after I'm done with this quickie. So anyway, so for just $5, people can do like birthday shout outs, like happy anniversary, congratulations. But – Last week, people were shocked when they saw on the scoreboard, it said, Alyssa, the relationship is over from Tim. (gasps) He broke up with her via scoreboard. Was it real? Yes. And well, so they couldn't tell who it was because the whole crowd went insane after like the announcer read it. Because like it displays on the screen and then the announcer also reads it as it's displayed. So the announcer read it over the loudspeaker and it was displayed and like the, the whole crowd went crazy and everybody was like, you know, pounding, cheering, screaming. So nobody really got to see who Alyssa and Tim were. So right now they're actually looking for him. So this is a really quick quickie. They're looking for Alyssa and Tim because they want them to come back to another game for free. Oh, it's funny to me that they care and they want them to maybe work it out. So Jack Haynes, who is the um, the coordinator of creative services for the Rubber Ducks baseball team, uh-huh. he told WOIO-TV, maybe they made up. Maybe Melissa wants to get back with them. Who knows? We'll see. So <laughs> He was like, maybe we can get some publicity. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was fake and they were just trying to get some – maybe they're not really selling those rubber ducks tickets these days i mean (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why either yeah so either it's a publicity stunt or tim has had it tim has had it he has totally had it so this just reminded me because just this week my friends sent me this this link to it's a video of a um, school board meeting that uh-huh. some kids had pranked, and I thought it was so fucking funny. I laughed about it the entire 
day. I sent it to <laughs> Sally. Um, but the title of the tweet goes, some kids pranked a school board meeting on some Bart Simpson shit and I'm crying. And it was some Bart Simpson shit. It was like a school board meeting. And when they were calling out the names, it was like <laughs> Don Kedick. Don Kedick. Let me see if I can play it for you guys. I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. (laughs) Phil McCracken. (laughs) Phil McCracken. (laughs) Sulk. Sook. Mahidik. Which is so funny. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. That was my favorite. Eileen <laughs> Dover. This goes Eileen on Dover. for like two minutes. It's genius. <laughs> and it's so like, it makes me laugh so hard because it's like the simplest prank and like some shit. It just reminds me of my childhood. It <sighs> is some Bart Simpson shit. And I feel like ridiculous for laughing so hard at it, but I can't stop laughing at it. It's so good. So funny. The person that tweeted its name was at lovingmygirls218. So I just want to give her credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making my day. And credit to my friend oh, Kristen so for good. sending that to so me. So good. And- it made my day. It made yeah. my day. It was so good. Oh, I have another quickie. Okay. Okay. This is a sweet one. This one comes from – I should have said, like, my last quickie came from The Oregonian by Michael Walden and – Joseph B. Frazier from the Associated Press. Ah. Uh, And this one comes from Fox 8 News. Okay. So, okay. So 12 years ago, a girl who at the time was nine, her name is Deshauna Priest, wrote a letter to a World War II veteran named Frank Grasberger to thank him for his service. It was part of a third grade class project. And then Frank received the letter on his way home from an an honor flight in Washington, D.C. in 2009. So when he read it, he was so touched by this letter that he's actually kept it ever since. And his wife at the time, his wife Dolores, contacted Deshauna's school and sent her a thank you card that told, you know, was like, thank you so much for this letter. It meant so much to us. Um, And then told Deshauna all about Frank's life and his military service. She told about how he had made it back from combat alive during the Battle of the Bulge, um, how he had survived three heart attacks about his wife and his children who are all grown now and healthy. And Dolores and Frank were actually so touched by this letter that they had tried to meet Deshauna, but were never actually able to find her in person. And the letter meant so much to him that he still, to this day, carries it in his pocket. Aww. Yeah. So now Dolores and Frank live um, in a in a nursing home. It's called Vitalia. It's in, in Ohio. And when the resident services director, a woman named Jill Pawlowski, learned about the story about how he carries it in his pocket and he he reads it every day, she turned to social media and was able to find Deshauna. And so when oh, Desha- wow. yeah, and when Deshauna got the message from Jill, she was emotional. Her mother had actually kept the thank you card from Frank and sh- in a memory box, and she still has it. She said, "I just started crying. I had to go and tell my mom." 
So to surprise Frank and Dolores, Jill told them that someone was going to come interview them about the letter. But instead of an interviewer, they actually surprised them with Deshauna herself. And to make the whole thing even more sweet and more meaningful, Deshauna is actually now 21 years old and she is an Army National Guard Reserve herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she walks into the room and Frank got super emotional and he goes, you're not the girl. Don't make me cry, please. Honest to God. Oh, I love you so much. I really do. You don't know how long. I pray every night with this thing. He's holding the letter. I really do. This is a godsend. It really is. And then she pulled out a car- the card that Frank had sent her and now she's crying and she's like, you wrote me that. You wrote me this letter. And uh, and Dolores and Frank and Deshauna all sat, got to sit down together and get to know each other and, they, and catch up. Um, and they plan to keep in touch together from now on. And during the reunion, Frank... T- Frank talked about all of the miracles that he has experienced in his life. And he said, and now I met the girl that sent me that letter. And that is a real miracle. It really is. Aww. Isn't that sweet? That is so sweet. (laughs) It's really cute. And I'll post the video of them meeting because it is adorable. See, we always end it on a love story. Well, I think that is, uh, that's, that's their quickies. Let's do something dumb and something we love. Let's do it. Do you want to start? Um, yeah, I can start. I okay. So something dumb is just that Louisiana and the Gulf Coast is experiencing another hurricane. Um, I think we've all seen that, but I just wanted to, like we like to do, is to shout out some organizations that you can you can donate to if you're looking to help um, people who are affected by the hurricane. Uh, there is an, a local nonprofit in Louisiana um, called Imagine Waterworks, and they focus on climate justice, water management, and disaster preparedness. And they actually are collecting donations through their mutual aid response network, and they're collecting donations to help with recovery and relief. You can find them at donorbox.org backslash Ida um, if you want to donate. And so um, so awesome. that's, you know, the thing dumb. And I think the thing I love is, of course, the helpers. Also, I took Max camping this weekend. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was great. It was uh, – it was uh, it was great. It was great. It's always – camping is always, like, more tiring than you think it's going to be. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of work. But there was – you know, I – The two times that I've done it were exhausting. <laughs> it is. Like, you don't sleep well. There's a lot of, you know, setting up, taking Bugs. down. Yeah. Bugs, et cetera. But we had a great time. It was really nice. And it was – I do a lot of – we do a lot of camping and hiking and whatever, but – but I'm always, almost always with Ben. And so, you know, I, it's like I never make the fire. I ne- and so I yeah. was very excited by myself. I made a fire. It took me – it was very hard. <laughs> it took me a lot of work because a lot of the wood was wet. Max was like, oh, well, you know, maybe we need dad here. I don't know. <laughs> we need uh-huh. dad. And I was like, we're going to make this fire. <laughs> we are going to get this done. And it was really cute because like when I when it started going, he was like, this is really great, mom. It's really great. And I was like, you know what, Max? Uh-huh. I'm, I was like, I'm really proud of us. I'm really proud that we kept at it and I'm proud of this fire. And then later he was like doing something. He like wrote in, something in this in, you know, just with like a stick. He wrote some words and he was like, mom, I'm really proud of that. And I was like, ah, look at me. I'm modeling good. That is so awesome. <laughs> it was good. I love him. Yeah, Aww. it was really – it was fun. It was it was good to like – you know, it's good to do some – do things with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have like some one-on-one interaction. 
Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Uh, so what about you? For something dumb, um, going to um, say the same thing. Just, you know, it's just – it's so awful. It's just like people that are already dealing with so much – um, uh, not only not only struggling already to rebuild from years ago, and um, and now COVID and just so many yeah. things, and it's and New Orleans is just a city that I love more than any other city. Honestly, it's where yeah. I got married, I, and I we got married there because I love the city so much, and um, I just it you know yeah kills me to see them go through so much. Uh, but something I love, same as you, people that are are helping. And another thing that I love is um, the other night I was out to celebrate my friend um, Patty, who I've known since I was 14 years old, which was yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I've known him for a very long time. And he worked um, – there's this bar here called The Local, and we have just kind of grew up going there even way before we were legally allowed to. Yeah. Sorry, Sophia Earmuffs. My listening. <laughs> um, but he, he's worked there for so long, and he just worked his last and final shift on Friday. So we had, gave him a big send-off. But while I was there um, – so I'm – like, I love that. I'm – you know, excited for him and things uh, going forward in the future. But while I was there, I ran into a friend who listens to the podcast, uh, Jarena. I had met Jarena once at where you're going to love this, Sally. We're uh-huh. in a housewives group together. <laughs> <laughs> We were Housewives fans, and we went together in a group to see Erica Jane before <laughs> all of this drama that she's uh, in right now. Oh, I know. And all the all lawsuits the back then, she was just bubble, <laughs> bubblegum pop Erica Jane, just easy breezy fun listening, but now it's too much. But anyway, <laughs> but we had the best time ever forever ago when we did that. So I saw Jarena, and I was like, hey, oh my gosh, what do you think of what's happening with Erica this year? And um, she was like, oh my God, I like listen to the podcast all the time. I was listening to it on the way over here, blah, blah, blah. So it's nice to hear that people are listening. <laughs> no, we know people listen because we see the numbers, but it's always nice to talk yeah. to people about it here. Um, and so well, it is um, cool to be like, oh, someone that you hung out with and don't know like super well that like that they're listening and they like it. I don't know. It is like, that is just, it means, and, it means so much to us. Like, and yeah. someone that you're like, she's cool, right? She's really cool. So, okay. So Jarena and her business partner, Rosa, they're the coolest. So I ended up like hanging out with them all night. We even went dancing a little. What? What? I know. And so, um, I was home. I was up until 1230. That's out of control. I know. (laughs) And so, but they own a bar and restaurant. So they're business owners and they're super successful and amazing and smart and wonderful. And so they own a bar and restaurant called, um, here in Atlanta called El Ponce. Uh, Sally and I are actually going to eat there tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard amazing things about it. And I've been to the downstairs is usually a nightclub called El Bar. And I had gone there for many, many years. And um, it's so fun. Um, They just have the best music. And and it's just kind of like the secret little place. Not a lot of people know about it. But it's like just 
the best time and now yeah. I'm giving away the secret. Um, <laughs> but for now, because they, um, you know, can't really do the club thing there. So the restaurant is still open so you can go and support them there, but they're doing, um, they set up like an outdoor space area and they're going to start doing outdoor events, which is amazing. And the most amazing thing that they're doing is inside where the bar was, they set up a fair trade and retail shop featuring women and indigenous owned brands. So it's like providing, it's so cool. It's providing a place for people who, you know, can't sell their goods because of COVID and, you know, the travel has stopped, but they give them a place to sell their stuff. So you can actually, um, you could either message them to do like private shopping inside the store Uh uh, or ring the doorbell and see if anybody's there. The store is called uh, Tiendita at El Ponce, the, and the website is Tiendita El and can you, you can spell that? Uh, yeah, T I E N D I T A E L, and then Ponce, P O N C E. Got it. Um, so got it. So you can go on their Instagram, which is real cool. And like, oh my God, like I'm looking at it right now and I want to buy all this stuff. And then you can go on their website and buy it. So, um, you know, support women, support indigenous owned brands and support, you know, support local and support these two badasses and support dumb love listeners, man. That's right. So go out and uh, do some shopping. I What else I, are we going to do? What else? What else are we going to do? What else are we going to do? Yeah, I love I'm ex- that. I'm very excited to meet them and have dinner and uh, – and Margaritas. Do some shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margaritas and then the shopping because that's always a good plan. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is – I'm. it's so fun to run into listeners in the wild. yeah i love it i I love it yeah so um so guys you know just don't be shy come up to us we're just normal gals (laughs) (laughs) we're just idiots (laughs) we're just Um, normal idiots (laughs) no but i totally understand i was telling her that i totally get she was like i like i feel like weird because i you know i feel like i'm in on the conversation but you you haven't um, you know, hung out with me that much. And I'm like, I totally get that. Like, I am like that with um, my friend's podcast. It's called I Saw What You Did. I've talked about their podcast multiple times. Also, Bitch Dash that I listen to. These are all um, women-run podcasts. And I love – I listen to them and I love them and I love yeah. the hosts. And I'm just like, yeah, I feel like um, I have to fight the urge to like message Millie, the, a host of I Saw What You Did. We went to high school together. But I, I – fight the urge every day to like message her like oh my god that was so like yeah I remember that <laughs> no, oh my god have you seen this and, um, but I know that I love it when people do that for us like yes. people reach out to us and say oh my god about this thing that you guys talked about or blah 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 da, da, da. like please like yes. I live for that shit so please like reach out I know because podcasting is weird in that you like you're just talking into a void And I know you know there are people listening, but you don't really. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed your Oops All Quickies episode. Uh, We love you so much. Please reach out in person or online. Uh, All of our socials are at Dumb Love Podcast. You can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com. You could rate and review us wherever you listen uh, and tell a friend. We would love that. And get out there and do something dumb for love. Dum da dum 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 da dum da